Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Breakfast Discussion for this morning. My name's Kirk. I've got with me Andy and Linda. G'day, guys. Morning, Kirk. Morning, Linda. Buddy. Hey, this is our last show for 2020. Uh, we're going to take, bit... <laughs> take a little bit of a break, um, but it's great to be with you. It's our part. I haven't been on for quite a number of weeks. In fact, I We've think... missed you, Kirk. Yeah, this has been my first... This is going to be my first summer episode and my last one for the year. Uh, but I'm really pleased to be back. Just so glad that we've been having this opportunity to get together and to discuss God's word each Tuesday morning and start the day with Jesus. Um, and so we are going to take a, a break just over the holiday period, but we are keen to um, continue this in some way next year, as in starting the day with Jesus. That's yeah, That's been the best thing about it. So... Uh, yeah, hopefully it's been helpful to you uh, as you're watching. And if you're watching live, we'd love you to chime in again today on the chat. Andy's going to be monitoring that. So if you've got thoughts and questions that you'd like to chuck into our conversation, um, there's a small delay on it, but not a particularly big. It's not huge. So uh, we'd love to interact with your thoughts if you're watching live. So chuck yeah. those in. Our discussion today is Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 22. So if you'd like to get your Bible out, and be ready for that, please do. Um, and just have your device handy. You can get your breakfast ready or do your morning stretches, that sort of thing, while you're listening along. Um, but would love to hear from you if you are watching along with us. And good morning to you if you are. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, except to say, I'm in a different location. I, there might be a bit, bit of extra noise. The back room I usually use, too hot. <laughs> Far too hot. Uh, so yeah, if there is a bit of extra noise, don't worry, it's just my kids. Okay. <laughs> um, Andy's going to open us up with a prayer and then we'll get into yeah. that. Uh, morning to Di in the chat. She's already saying hi. Uh, hi please let us know if you're watching. We'd love to say hi to you. Uh, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us wisdom and understanding as we listen to your word. May we know you better, love you more, and learn to please you in all we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, so Luke chapter 2, verse 22, and I'm reading from the NIV translation, International Translation. So we're following the Christmas story through here. Jesus has been born at this point. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, that's Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written, the law of the Lord, Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was, a right, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. He had been revealed, it, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, 
a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what had been said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel, of Jerusalem, I should say. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Over to Linda to retell this story. Give us a bit of a brief retelling in your own words, Linda. Okay. So the young couple and their newborn... Um, have gone up to Jerusalem. There was um, ceremonies and requirements from the law for the firstborn male child. Mm. As they're approaching the temple and coming into the temple, they're greeted by two different people, um, both very devout people, both very, um, both looking forward to um the redemption of Israel through their Messiah. So the first one, and they're both old, mm. and the first one, um, Simeon, um, moved by God moves him um, to go into the um, place where the young couple are and he sees the baby and, and immediately he knows by God's spirit that that is the Messiah. So he takes this tiny, tiny baby and looks into his face and lifts him up and he, he prophesies over him. Um, about what this child will do. Um, similarly, um, uh, another elderly lady who had um, who was extremely devout um, came through and saw the child and again um, gave thanks to God and 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 prophesied over the child. Um, and so Mary and Joseph, you know, I mean, like they'd had some pretty marvelous things happen to them, but they were just a bit gobsmacked about this again, you know, what's happening here. Um, but they um, they went through and um, did all that the law required and um, and then then took their baby home. And, um, and the last little bit we hear about is that, um, that he grew and he grew um, graciously and God's hand was upon him. Yeah. I think the age of the two is significant in the sense that they both seem to have been waiting for a very long time for this moment. Yeah. Um, so it's not just incidental information, oh, they both happen to be old. It's like the waiting mm. period is significant. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've just had a few people join uh, since we've done the reading. So I'll just say again, uh, we've read Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through till 40. Uh, if you want to find that in your Bibles and catch up. I might chuck that in my um, 
my name on the, sure. on the screen there. It is in the video description as well. But yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's discuss our two starter questions, which are great questions to ask of pretty much any Bible passage that you read, whether you're having a group discussion or just thinking about it yourself. What does this teach us about God uh, and in this case, Jesus, because Jesus is, uh, we believe Jesus is uh, God in human form uh, and Jesus is in this passage. And what does this teach us about people? There's plenty going on here. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get started. So plenty of thoughts that we could have about this. Uh, anything leap out to you straight away, Andy or Linda, or anyone in the chat? I think what, what just looking at, at um, what we learn about God here is just the incredibly intricate planning that, you know, right from the beginning of time, um, God has um, has been bringing his plans to fruition. And it seems like, you know, that it's a huge plan and then it gets more and more refined and more and mm. more refined until it comes down. Um, oh, sorry about the cat. <laughs> I told you it Always welcome. Um um, yeah, uh, until it's it's come down to these, um, you know, these two elderly people, and this this young couple, and this little baby, mm. and then it sort of, um, you know, it comes down to there, and then mm. it's going to explode out again. Um, yeah, I can just see that that sort of that picture. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And you know, we we think of famous characters, don't we? Like. Yeah, we know about Joseph and Mary and then the shepherds and the wise men get a bit of a look in because of the songs. Mm. Um, but we have these, Simeon and Anna don't get songs about them. No, oh, no carols about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anybody who writes songs might think about that. Yeah. <laughs> get the Jetsons onto it. Yeah. Which is interesting, right, because they don't get, like, they actually get named. <laughs> yeah. Um, more than the wise men get. Um, I guess maybe because they're, there's a, there's a there's a miracle there for them too, uh, in the sense that they've been like they've both been told about Jesus a long time earlier. Like you know, the shepherds and the wise men are sort of just like just just before it happened. Right hey, look, yeah. it's just happening down there, which is still spect. But there's they've got that spectacular light show, you know, the star or the angels appearing. Yep. Well, that's probably that. Pardon. I probably needed that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas these two have, um, well, we don't know how they found out precisely, but they have this message a lot, lot earlier. So way before Mary and Joseph knew, <laughs> these guys knew that it was going to happen. Um, so, yeah, mm. I, don't, I can't remember a single Christmas carol that mentions them. I'm sure we could find one somewhere. I don't think so. um uh but yeah big characters in the story of jesus early um childhood and um the patience that they they must have shown i mean anna's comment is it did they both say it's all good no simeon says uh what verse take me now lord yeah Yeah. it's all good ready to die now <laughs> Which is obviously, you know, sort of some poetic sort of language, but um, you know, this is the moment he's been waiting for. Mm. Um, now he says some pretty intense stuff about Jesus too. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that stood out to me 
in particular is in verse 34. This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and the sword will pierce your own soul too. Mm. So he's actually saying that to Mary. So like um, there's a challenge, like Mary's going to be personally challenged. We only sort of get glimpses of that in the Bible, I think, like, um, you know, Mary seems to stick with Jesus, mm. you know, till the end. Um, but there are moments where Jesus' family are not, don't seem to be completely on board with Jesus' strategy. Mm. Um, you know, at times they're like, Jesus, you know, stop hanging out with these, like come and spend time with us. And he's like, no, I, I'm busy. Mm. Um, and so you wonder if, yeah, we don't get a full sense of, of Mary's relationship with him, but there might have been hints that she wasn't always understanding of everything that Jesus did. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, Di in the chat is saying, um, uh, yeah, she quotes that passage we just read. This, uh, this week Mary's told, uh, the sword will pierce your heart. Uh, compare that to last week's passage where um, uh, it says that Mary pondered these things in her heart after, um, I think after the wise men came and said some nice things about Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, so Di says that Jesus has a mother who will experience uh, the journey that he goes on as well um, from, right from the start. And and you see she's there again at the end um, when he's on the cross. Um, yeah, that Mary, you know, yeah, yeah, as you said, not always fully on board, you know, with the direction and, and things like that. Um, you know, specifically, I think they're, they're generally on board with him being the Messiah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's but, not that she's critical going, that's no. wrong, but it's more like... No, no, no. I think... I'm sorry. Uh, when, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's, it's almost like when the crowd's, like, being really, you know, because when these other things are happening, again, from that verse, like, when, when he is being spoken against and when the hearts of those in Israel who um, are not not agreeing with Jesus and, you know, there's the crowds are really going against him. You can understand Mary as his mom mm. just finding that hard. Yeah. You know, like when the crowd's hating your son. Yeah. And yeah, the, of course she'd be like, well, maybe just pity a message a bit, Jesus, and make them less angry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, stick, just stick take it message, easy. But don't aggravate them as much, you know. Yeah. All that sort of stuff must be going through her head, I'm mm. sure. Yeah, I, I think I think also to get it down to sort of a um, a really personal level, um, you know, we've all got children of our own. Um, I don't think there's any greater grief um, than to lose your child, mm. uh, and for Mary to stand underneath that cross mm. and watch her son die the way he did. Mm. Um, I, um, you know, it would have been a, a, a physical pain mm. to her heart. Um, I can't think of any other greater grief that a, a human being could, mm. could bear than to see that. So, um, so that was a that was a a warning. The other thing that um, that strikes me is that Simeon mentions the Gentiles, mm-hmm. which would yeah. have been oh, what? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So, for those unfamiliar with that term, the Gentiles is um, the Jewish way of referring to non-Jewish people. 
so that includes me and I assume you two guys as well. I'm not aware of any Jewish heritage in your family. Um, so, you know, for hardcore Jewish people to say a prophecy that included non-Jews um, or Gentiles, as they refer to, is a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Radical. Not the first time. Not the first time. The Old Testament did include Gentiles at times, but mm. um, to state it so clearly, yeah, right here at the start of Jesus' life is significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost um, like, um, you know, we're getting back to what we learn about God is that, again, that, that um, I suppose that reassurance that, um, that God has this plan minutely mm. in place. And I suppose, um, you know, taking it a little further or saying, you know, what do we know about God is, um, you know, especially as we get older and we might have been, you know, praying all our lives, uh, you know, beloved members of our families to, to come to know Jesus. Um, it gives you, again, that, that hope, that, um, that reassurance that, that God has not forgotten them. God has God has listened to your prayers. Um, so God's faithfulness, you know, for personally, if we're going to look at it personally, God's faithfulness to us, even though you know it might take 50, 60 years, you know, not to give up, to keep um, to keep trusting and hoping mm. that He is going to work out His plans and purposes in their lives and the lives of, you know, people that we pray for. Don't give up. Mm. Yeah. There certainly is that sense of patience, I think, um, from Simeon and Anna that mm. has struck me. I'll, I'll put in yeah. a plug. They're old people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not young. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that sense of like, I, I think, you know, um, I was probably appropriate to start talking about this. Let's chuck in our third question, which is how should this passage affect the way we live? Mm -hmm. We don't have to dump the other two questions. Um, but for me, I don't know, since I've been young, and like, this, it's, I'm, like I'm nearly 40, and, but I'm amazed how much things from when I was in primary school, still deeply influenced the way I think. Um, and I think back to that time and there was always that idea that got pushed, I think, a lot in primary school of like trying to achieve big things with your life. Yeah. And often the examples that we got presented to us in primary school were people who had achieved big and the motivational speakers or you know, the people who were presented to us were like, you know, the memories were like, here's the 12-year-old here's the, the who sailed around the world, you know. Um, I don't know if they were 12, maybe they were 14. <laughs> but, you know, like and, these, you, and you weren't allowed to ride your bike to the shops. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you know, I learned to play play grade one piano by the time I got, <laughs> got to that age. Uh, you know, um, and so... Uh, you know, you've got all this sort of, um, you know, the, the massive achievers who, who probably 
most of us will never actually be able to achieve that level because we just don't have the natural ability. We just weren't born with it, actually. Um, but they were presented as that these were the the people, the sort of things to, to aim for. Mm. And I've since learned that and just learned to sort of that that's not particularly realistic for the average person. But it's still there. And I still, you can spiritualize it a bit too and go, well, with God, anything's possible. And that is true. Like, because because God can do amazing things. And there has been times in, in the church community that I've been in where God's done something pretty spectacular and there's been a, a spurt of growth in the church community that, that has been quite amazing actually. Mm. And you get excited about that. And it's great to get excited about that. But as I look at God's word, I see there are periods of exciting growth like that and that you want to get on board with those and you want to ask for those. But there's also characters like this Mm. um, who are patient and they wait. And I'm not sure that they achieve anything like, like sailing around the world or building an amazing company that feeds 10 million people or, you know, anything like that. But they faithfully pray and fast and wait and they are rewarded in, in a way that's quite different to what our world would present as success. Yeah. 2,000 years later, we know their names, Kirk. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say building a, a charity that feeds 10 million people is a bad thing. It's bloody fantastic. Um, but that that there's different types of success in, in the Christian worldview um, and that we should include all of them as as things that we should we should put on the on the agenda for our own lives, and then be asking God, okay, what what type of um, of faith, yeah, what type of faith success um, in this season of life should I be seeking at the moment? Um, and how many of those um, those huge enterprises have been undergirded by years of prayer and encouragement from others and Spot on. all yeah. that all that sort of thing. That's yeah. right. I don't I don't think it happens without that, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is um, you know, as as you grow older and as um, you know, things that you would normally have done have sort of fall away. Um you know, for, for the older members of our congregation, um, you know, our our prayer is vital. Um, I can remember as a, as a young person being so supported by by the older members of the congregation. They would come up to me and they would say, "Linda, I'm praying for you and your family, and uh, tell me how to pray and 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 all that sort of thing." And um, yeah, I was just blown away. Um, it is um, it is a incredibly an incredible ministry. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the the humble side of this passage too, uh, just to go back to verse 23, uh, 24 actually, the sacrifice that they offer, Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. is a pair of doves or two young pigeons. I remember researching this at one point. I've looked at this passage once before, um, just going, this, like going, what are these sacrifices that they're offering? Like just going, 
mm. learning about them. So I didn't look it up this week, but uh, just another time in my life. And um, normally the sacrifices were a lot more elaborate than that, but mm. this was the poor person option. Yeah. Like if you had no money and you couldn't afford the like the proper or the just sort of the more standard sacrifice, um, you could bring some mm. engines. And so our Lord, <laughs> our Lord's parents had to go with the poor option. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, which I I really like. I think, that, you know, and again, it's no, it's not what I've been learning about the biblical authors, especially this year, is they don't put this information in by accident. No. It's not like, oh, oh I heard that the pigeons, yeah, they put in pigeons. Like, no, no. If a biblical author puts something in, they put it in because they, they want us to know. Mm. And it, it's clear that they want us to know that Jesus' parents were poor. Yeah. And that, and that, that's important information. Yeah. And like that's that's something that you've had to go and, and look up. But for the original audience of the of the Bible, yeah. they would have been like, they they gave doves? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like they would just they would just instinctively know what that meant. Um yeah. Yeah. And lots so of, lots of stuff like that. Yeah. So again, this and that's this 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 idea that the king is not the king. Jesus, the king, he's not coming in this grand, wealthy, mm. you know, way that many would expect the king to come. He's coming in this poverty-stricken uh, family, and so yeah, I just think it's fantastic. I think it makes an amazing point. And mm. and he- heading into Christmas, you know, where. Our Christmas is saturated by advertising, trying to get mm. spend, spend, spend. Yeah, uh, to it's an encouragement for us to be reminded of of Jesus being like, uh, you know, Jesus being mm. from this poor family. Mm. Yeah, there's been a. Um, this doesn't directly relate, but it's kind of similar. There was a, a quote that Lenny showed me um, uh, around this. Yeah, at Christmas that was. Um, uh, remember that people don't base their affection on you on the, the gifts that, they, that you give them. Like, you know, if I get Kirk a really great Christmas present this year, spoiler alert, I haven't, uh, <laughs> he's not going to, he's not going to like me more because of that gift. Um, or if I get, if I get them a jumper, that's the wrong size, they're not going to like me less or something like that. Um, that it's, yeah, it's so much less about um, getting a good gift to give someone um, and much more about the, the process of doing it and, and, you know, the thought that goes into it, you know, the thought that counts, that sort of thing. But yeah, that's been something. And I, and I think that's reflected here with the, with the pigeons and, and whatever, that it's, it's the act of doing it that I think was the important thing. Cause you know, God said in the old Testament, do this. Um, and so it's the act of going ahead and doing that. Not, not the level of sacrifice that it was, but it's the, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the obedience. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and wanting to honour God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So I think this Christmas, that's that's something I've been trying to think about that, yeah, it's not, I don't have to get a perfect gift for someone. Like, um, 
you know, they're There's not going to. Two pigeons. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Three pigeons, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Di is in the chat again. Uh, what she's saying? Faithful prayer and trusting in the Lord's design. The world may not know my name in 2,000 years, uh, but but will the Lord. That is my prayer today. Thanks for the Bible mm-hmm. breakfast. That Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, what we do, main, you know, in our little community of Diamond Creek may not have um, 2,000 years cultural significance um, for someone, you know, reading about us. But, um, yeah, the hope and prayer is that that what we do has, has eternal significance that, um, you know, when we get to heaven, God will be like, yeah, well done. Most no, people whose names are memory uh, remembered throughout history are the bad guys. Anyway, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Did something horrible. But but really, Andy, um, we don't know down through the generations what um, what effect our faith will have on others. Yeah. And the same way as you know, we don't probably fully understand how you know people in our previous generations who were faithful mm. um, have been able to. Um, you know, reflect and affect us. Mm. Um, so, so I think there is a, you know. Oh, definitely. But I, I, I. Consequences for what we, how we yeah, are. Definitely. Yeah. I just don't think they're necessarily going to be written down and, and someone's oh. going to live stream a discussion about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the same way that uh, Anna and Simeon have. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, Andy, Linda, thank you for joining us and thank you to you uh, who have been watching live for joining us this morning uh, and good to see you if, you've been, if you're catching up later on or listening later on. Mm. Sorry um, about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks to Linda's cat. It's, it's a good plug for those listening that you should watch because now we have cats. <laughs> <laughs> we have cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> As we mentioned at the start, that's it for Bible Breakfast for this year. We're going to take a bit of a break just over the Christmas period. Uh, We'll let you know what's coming up in the new year. Uh, Andy, could you close our time together this morning with a prayer, please? Absolutely. Lord and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin. Guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, Direct us in fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Quick plug for our Christmas stuff. We've got Quiet Christmas coming up this Wednesday night, normal service Sunday, and then all our Christmas services become available on our YouTube channel on Monday. So uh, for you to use throughout the Christmas week. So uh, feel free to... Well, do come back to our YouTube channel throughout the week yep. and keep an eye on that. Or christmas.stjohnsdc.org.au. You'll find all the links there. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.